Welcome, everybody, to Restoring Your Republic. What if we could fire everybody? Oh, well, then that would just be wonderful because we make sure we got all the crooks, but then there's nobody to govern. And what does that picture look like? And so in an effort to think out of the box and look forward a little bit, we'd like to introduce you to the concept of restoring your republic lawfully and peacefully, enjoying the freedoms that is ours by the laws of nature and of nature's God. We live in perilous times. We see things happen around us that just don't make sense, and when they don't make sense, then there's something that follows it that comes along that enables the first one to be even more catastrophic, like this situation with the oil reserve. Biden and our administration, their handlers, are gradually taking us to the point of where Europe is, where they have absolutely no energy, except we have the ability to produce our energy, if we're just allowed to do so. So when are we, the people, going to step forward and take control of our destiny rather than abdicating it or giving someone else the authority to run our lives for us? At what point do we Americans finally say enough is enough? And we're getting close. Everybody's concentrating on that subject. And very few are looking forward in the future to see what a lawful governance of, for, and by the people under our Constitution and the laws of nature and nature's God really looks like. Justice Waters from the Free State of Indiana. Welcome, sir. What do you bring to the table? Well, thank you, Governor. Hello, America. We are the Republic for the United States of America. We are the ones that brought back to life the founding documents, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence. We're the ones that are holding the seats for all of the government to work, the three-branch government. We're holding those seats for you, the American people. The only thing left to happen is for you, the people, to want it. Tonight, I'm going to change course a little bit, and I'm going to give a warning. Now, the reason I'm doing this is because all my life, especially in church, I've been told, don't talk about this, don't talk about that. If you say something about this, it's going to scare people, it's going to frighten people, and we don't want to do that. And yet the warning must be given. Without the warning, there's no preparation. And with no preparation, when the event takes place, well, everybody's gone. They weren't prepared. Now, they prepared as much as they could down in Fort Myers. They knew a storm was coming. A lot of people didn't leave. And we see the results now, don't we? Every time a major disaster happens in this country, there are people who decide it's not that bad, and they prepare just a little, and then they pay the consequence. Well, people, it's time to wake up. In America, I want you to understand something. Every time this nation in the 20th century went to war, First of all, it was all based because 
of a lie. Now, in the early 2000s, we got into the Iraq War after the first one. The first one was based on a lie. Remember Dick Cheney sitting in front of the U.N. Security Council, holding up that little vial of anthrax, telling them that that much would kill just about everybody in America. And Saddam has hundreds of barrels of it. Not including, he's got barrels of mass destruction weaponry. And when we went in, we couldn't hardly find anything. We found billions of dollars, and I literally mean U.S. Uh, notes from the Federal Reserve sitting on pallets in storehouses. But we didn't find what we went in to look for, all based on a lie. Then 9-11, based on a lie. How can a pilot from Saudi Arabia claim to be dead by our president and our government and yet make flights from Saudi Arabia to New York twice a week? Now, he's supposed to be dead. He's supposed to have played that one plane into the towers, but yet he's still making flights. How is that? Everything that we get involved in in war is based because of a lie. There's another point you need to understand. When the people get strong and united and they begin to stand up against our own government, have you noticed World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, the Iraqi War? All these wars were started because the American people were beginning to stand up as one voice, and somebody had to shut them up. They couldn't have that. Welcome to democracy, because that's what democracy is. The few overrule the many. A republic that we are, is where you, the people, you run the show. You run everything. Everything goes through the people. In a democracy, everything is done to the people without the people's consent. First you have a republic, then you have a democracy, and then you lead into socialism. Have you noticed the Biden administration and what they're doing? Have you noticed the Democrats in, in the House and the Senate, what they're doing? If you go back to, oh, I should say the Soviet Union, boy, there's a lot of similarities there. That's what they're wanting. Everything done by executive order, all power given to one man who can't even get off the stage by himself. And by God, we know there are two of him. He's got a body double. All you have to do is look at the ears and listen to the talk. There are days he can just talk real fluent, and there are days he can't get three words in a row out. Look at the difference in the facial features and the hairline and the back of the neck. That will tell you everything you need to know. There's a body double there. 
Why? Because you and I, as people of this country, are getting played. Everyone's confused today because they hear a story here and a story there, and it's two different stories about the same event. That's planned. Meanwhile, Russia, with Putin, he's threatening the world with a nuclear strike on Ukraine. Now, do you actually believe for one minute that if one nuclear tactical weapon went into the Ukraine, took out Kiev, took out all those people and the surrounding area, that that's where it would stop? Do you really believe that? You got Poland sitting there. You got other countries that belong to NATO. And now all of a sudden, well, here we go. Talked to a friend of mine in Norfolk, Virginia, just earlier yesterday. And he tells me that in the piers there at Norfolk, which is the world's largest naval base, by the way. I was stationed there for six years. They have a set of piers for the nuclear submarines. They have three Ohio class and two new uh, subs. They're as big now as an aircraft carrier in length. They're massive things. The Ohio class, for instance, can carry 18 Polaris missiles. A Polaris missile can carry as many as 12 separate warheads, 12 targets. That means when one flies, it's 12 targets. And we got 18 of those in one. Ohio class sub. Well, guess what? There is not one nuclear-powered submarine in Norfolk today. They're all out. There's only one reason why the U.S. Navy takes all their nuclear-powered submarines out in the ocean at one time. Only one reason. They're going to war. That's the only reason for that. It's never happened. Never until now. But that's the war plan. Six aircraft carriers are docked at Norfolk. None of them. Pierside. All of them gone. With each aircraft carrier comes 12 other ships. That means huh, there's a lot of ships with nuclear-powered aircraft carriers with the subs at sea. But you also got to remember something. Russia has their subs just four or five miles off our coast. And that's a scary thought. we got an anniversary coming up, folks. Now, to most people, this probably means nothing. To those of us that understand history, it means everything. Because in four days, it will be the 22nd of October. That is the 60th anniversary of the Cuban Missile Crisis. When Khrushchev of the Soviet Union and President Kennedy stood toe-to-toe -to -toe and gave blows to each other for 13 days. That's a very important number, 13. you got to understand this. 
In the world of the Illuminati, 13 is the most, one of the more powerful numbers they use. In war, it's also a very powerful number. In brigades, troops, I mean, it, it goes on and on and on with how they use that number. Well, in four days, we may see something in this world take place that we would hope we would never see. It's an anniversary, and we do know that our enemies love to, to work their magic on their anniversaries. That's a day that the Soviet Union had to step down, bow down, and walk away. And, the, and Khrushchev and the Soviet Union in that day never wanted to do that. And by the way, Putin was a young boy in school in Moscow at that time. And he remembers it very well. He's been threatening the United States with nuclear strikes. Now, you better take note to this. You better beware of this. Because the news isn't really covering it. Fox has covered it a little bit. But most of the news outlets, they just kind of, well, you know, they threaten this, and then they go into another story. They don't let you know anything. Back when I was a kid, in school, in first and second grade, we were doing bomb drills, diving under desks because of it. Well, I'm going to give you some info tonight. You take heed to this. What happens during a nuclear blast? You need to know this. you got a few days here to digest this and understand. You better read this. If it's ever transcript anywhere, you better listen to this over and over and over. Write it down. Get to know it because you're going to need it. And I don't care where in this country you live, you're in danger. If a nuclear blast happens in your area, more than likely it would be a 300 kiloton range. The fireball itself would be seven-tenths of a mile from the center of the target in all directions. Nothing survives. The moderate blast or the secondary blast would go out 2.6 miles from the center. Every building would be blown down. Trees would be uprooted and probably blown and moved hundreds of feet. Most buildings would collapse. Thermal radiation, or a third-degree burn, would be outwards of 13 miles from the center, 26 miles across in diameter. For instance, if a 300-kiloton weapon was to hit downtown New York City, Times Square area. 9.6 million people would die instantly. 4.1 million would be dead within an hour. And 4.2 million would have injuries. And those injuries would be radiation sickness. And they would be dead within a month. In Chicago, be 3.7 million dead instantly. 200 million dead in an hour, and two more million injured with radiation sickness, and then dead within a month. And it goes on and on and on. It's not a pleasant thing to think about. But what are you supposed to do? 
if a bomb goes off? Well, there may be no warning, none whatsoever. The American government uh, website, ready.gov, warns a nuclear explosion may occur with or without a few-minute warning. That is why it's a good idea to prepare ahead of the time. Once a missile is fired, say, from a Russian sub, and it's, it's going to hit somewhere on the eastern side of the nation, east of the Mississippi, how long do you have? 10 to 12 minutes at best. There's little hope of survival for those closest to the bomb. If one detonates, say, within two miles of your area, you may live, you may regret living. But if you see or know that it's going to be hitting somewhere close to you, you get inside a structure quickly. Now, make sure you get inside a structure that is brick or steel enclosed. Don't go into a wooden structure if you're within the blast radius because you won't make it. Fallout is the next thing you got to worry about. Fallout doesn't just happen right where the bomb went off. Fallout could go two, three hundred miles downrange, depending upon the wind and the wind direction. This is why you need to know the wind direction, how strong it's blowing. If you live 500 miles from a major impact, and the wind blows in your direction from that impact, you're going to be impacted with fallout, radiation, and so forth the next day. You might want to take note of that. If you're outside and a blast takes place, you get in, inside, and the first thing you do is you remove the clothing you had on. Do not burn it. The radiation doesn't burn. What you do if you burn it, you just spread it everywhere in the house. You put them in a plastic bag, zip it up, tie it off, and throw it outside and never touch it again. You do not rub your eyes. You don't blow your nose. You don't put your fingers in your mouth. You do nothing of the sort. If you got to blow your nose, blow it in such a way that you don't use your hand. You shelter inside a building. If you know that a blast is about to take place within your area, don't get next to the wall. Get in the center of the building. This is not a tornado. This is a thousand times worse. You keep your pets inside as well, even if they're pets that stay outside. Bring them in. You're going to need to stay inside at least 72 hours. Do not go outside. Do not breathe the air outside. Do not drink the tap water. Do not do anything on the outside at all. Don't cut your grass. Don't go swimming in your swimming pool. You'd be surprised the stupidity of people in America because they've been dumbed down. This is a weapon that will kill you every way it can. 
you better make sure you've got a lot of batteries and radios that operate on batteries because you will not have cable TV. You will not have streaming devices. You will not have Internet to stream. If you have any radio, it will probably be ham radio or shortwave. So make sure whatever radio you have, make sure that it is capable of picking up those kind of, of airwaves. And do everything you can to make sure that you have a solar-powered radio. Now, you can put it out in the sunlight, and it will power itself up. Because if you do have batteries, there's a chance they won't work. When it comes to food, you can only eat packaged food. Now, does everybody understand what packaged food is? It's not a bag of chips. That's not packaged food. Packaged food is where you literally have to cut the thing open to get the food out. You don't want to eat fresh food from the outside, of course. What you want to eat is uh, stuff that's in a plastic bag. If it's in your, inside your refrigerator and it's packaged, it'll be good. Do not eat canned goods. Radiation will go through the walls. It will go into the cans. And when you eat that canned good, you get radiation poisoning. You can't eat canned stuff. There's a lot to understand, I know. If you get injured, I doubt seriously that the authorities are going to be able to come help you. They may not be around. They may be incinerated. Where are you picking this up at as far as through the military, your friends in the military? First of all, I have two friends in the Norfolk area. One works in the dry dock area over in Portsmouth, and the other one works with the Navy Department. He's a civilian, used to be in the Navy with me. So he's, he's firsthand there. He lets me know periodically what's going on as far as ships that are there, that are gone. Sometimes he has a better understanding of what's going on pier side than most people do that just, you know, they just go to work and don't pay attention to what's going on. Uh, anybody interested, Norfolk Naval Base employs over 140,000 civilians. So it's a huge place. That doesn't include the military itself. And that would be a first strike area to the, that, that would get hit probably with about a 50 megaton blast, which is far greater than what I'm talking about now. We get stuff from the Pentagon that comes out over over emails. I get stuff from uh, different places online. Now, I'm not talking about Joe Blow over in some state who has an opinion thing. I'm talking about generals who write to the public. They talk to the public. They don't tell you every little thing going on, but they, they give you little hints here and there. I'm talking about if, if all the nuclear subs are gone at one time in Norfolk, that's a major event taking place for something. One thing that you learn in the military is you prepare for everything and hope that nothing does happen. If you don't prepare and something does, then that's your fault. But, you know, the people that garbage 24 hours a day nobody 
listens to them today because yesterday they said something that it was going to happen and it's going to happen on such, such date, and then it doesn't, then you're right, they lose credibility. However, when you get three or four high-ranking retired generals talking and saying the same thing, you might want to take notice to it. Uh, these aren't the ones that are on TV that you see on CNN, Fox, or whatever. These are ones that stay off the airwaves. We have a calling in our own personal walk to share information at a certain time. And there's information we can't share at any time until given the okay to share it. So that's our lives and everybody's well, lives yeah. that's in this battle. So yeah, if you want to if you want to listen and Justice Waters just give you the facts. So far, he hasn't given you an opinion. Everything he stated is as you go on the maps, you look at the where the military is, where the flights are going, where the navy station and they have apps and publications, you can look at that. And Justice Waters is just saying these are the facts. There are dates on the calendar that different secret societies use, and now we have a date, the 22nd of October, an anniversary date of the Cuban Missile Crisis. Be aware of that date. Watch what's going on. Be prepared at all times. If you live in Florida in, in hurricane season, you're prepared seven months of the year for a hurricane, whether you see one or not. I know that. My mom lives down there, been there for over 22 years. That's the way life is there. America has gotten lax, and remember in World War II, my mom telling me that every time she went outside and, and heard a plane, everybody looked up to see what kind of plane it was. We were at war. Folks, whether you realize it or not, whether you like it or not, we are at war right now. We've been at war for two years. It's just our Congress in D.C. has not actually declared it on anybody, but they have declared it upon us. It started with the pandemic. That's called biological warfare. Now we're going to chemical warfare, the fentanyl and the drugs coming up through the southern border. We are at war, folks. You better put on your war cap. You better put on your thinking of a hat of wartime. If you've been military, you know what I'm talking about. This is my warning to you. We're getting close to something happening in this world, and we're going to get drawn into it. I'm going to tell you why. Because the leadership of what we have now in this country doesn't have the feet to stand up. They only have the knees to kneel down to whoever says kneel to me. That's who they are. That's why we're the leadership. That's uh, exactly right. That's why we come to you week in, week out, and pray to you that we need you to stand up for this republic, get involved with us, get on our website that Dean is going to tell you about, and become one of us. Because when you do that, you don't, you don't become something I started. You become involved in something our founding fathers 
started back 260 years ago. And it's important that we do this because the only way you're going to get your country back, and no, you don't have your country now. They got it. You need to take it back. And the only way to do that is to become part of something that becomes so big they get scared and go hide in the hills. And that's exactly what will happen one day. And it will either be because they're scared of us or they're scared of China, one or the other. I want it to be scared of us because if they are, that means we take the reins of this country back and the rest of the world will leave us alone because we will be powerful, we will be mighty, and we will be just once again. But that only happens when you, the American people, want the truth to rule this nation again. You're right, Justice, and that means that, means that we need people at the school board. We need people at the local levels. We need militia. We need, we need representatives. We need to occupy as one party under oath to serve our Constitution and the, and the people that we represent. All those need to be filled. If they're not filled by the people that are listening to this radio tonight, they're not listening and acting, then they're not part of the solution. Your heart may be in the right place. And so we need to get organized and we need to just peacefully take this thing over and get on with it. If we don't, it's going to be given to us and we ain't going to like that. Amen. Mr. Mr. Henny, would you tell us how to get involved in our republic? Thank you, Governor Carpenter of the Free State of Colorado. appreciate your insight and uh, sharing with the American people. And Justice Waters, thank you for helping to clarify what could happen in our country and how to protect ourselves if this nuclear war does happen. And we've heard our gentleman in Washington, uh, Biden, had uh, threatened with nuclear war. So, you know, it's the words out there, the rhetoric's out there. They're rattling their sabers. The nuclear subs are out. Um, even Russia has sent their nuclear Poseidon submarine out also. So it, it's very possible. So just take this with what Justice Waters said is a brotherly uh, love for everybody in our country that we stand together, unified. Uh, you know, America, go to the Republic for United States of uh, Get involved. You know, join our email list. Donate to the Republic. More ways you can help. Uh, volunteer your skills. Uh, we need to get together. There's uh, many mutual supported groups that support the Republic. You can read that list online. There's many. There's, uh, there's a whole list here. Black Robe Regiment, the Family Research Council, Veteran Defenders of America, Stand Up America, Oath Keepers, Minute, Minuteman Project, and the list goes on and on. I mean, there's many groups that support your Republic, and it's Governor Carpenter was saying we, and it's we, the people. You know, we are part of all of us. We all stand together, stand united. There's another tab there. It's about the executive summary. You can read there and uh, read the disclaimer. Read that executive summary. There's a resource library on that website. There's many things there. I can rattle on for hours about this. There's a proclamation of claim of interest uh, that what you can read from our website at Republic for United States of America. You know, it was presented to the United States-America Joint Chiefs of Staff, the International Court of Justice, 
the Universal Postal Union, the UPU, uh, United Nations, the UN, and it was served on, on the Hague, the Declaration of Sovereign Intent. So we have done everything here in law for all Americans. We need to stand united together and just put down our differences and stand stand firm together. You know, our founding fathers used the Bible as a biblical law form here in America, and they used that law form to write our Constitution, Bill of Rights, and our Declaration of Independence. It's so important that we read those documents and understand them, and, and we all need to pray uh, the only ones I, I kneel to would be our Father God and His Son, Jesus Christ. And we need to stand together united here in America. You know, Dave and Jean Hurtler have written uh, two books for us. One is Reinhabited Republic for the United States of America, Volume 1, America's Truthful History. And Volume 2 is Reinhabited Republic for the United States of America, The Story of the Reinhabitation. You can order those books at reinhabitedrepublic.com, amazon.com. Barnes and Noble, get those books and read them. What a great read. You know, they take a while to read, but they're awesome. I thank Dave and Jean for writing those. There's another book that was written by Jean Hurtler, is James Timothy Turner, An American President and a Political Prisoner, and a Legal Brief and Appeal to the Courts of Heaven. That's our brother, founding president, James Timothy Turner. He's still incarcerated. Please pray for him. And you can also help support James Timothy Turner. You can go to the national website. Republic for United States America.org. You know, America, it's time that we educate yourself and take control of this great American republic that our forefathers left for us to protect and enjoy. We are holding your seats and the title to America's republic. You just need to want it back and take ownership of your part and spread the word, America. Let's all stand in peace and united together. Evil reigns until enough righteous people stand up. That's the whole conversation. You can debate. The peripherals, you can identify the attacks of the enemy from the different ways they're attacking us. You can, you know, all of that, but that doesn't solve the problem, okay? And when enough righteous people stand up and become united, there has to be the force of good, righteous people pushing back against evil. That's the battle we're in from birth. That's the battle we'll be in until we die. We're just having a different battle this time. So far, it's not well, a gun. It's of the minds and of disinformation and of people attacking radio shows, all these other things. They're all identities of good versus evil. So when enough righteous people stand up, it's a government up for and by the people. A lot of these questions that we've fielded over the years, Joe, are people looking to be guided when the moral compass is the guide. And we have to re-inhabit. That means take back and build on from 1870. So all these laws, all these codes and statutes, all this is history. It's a real simple little constitution with a real simple little bill of rights and a very small government. And it's a government up for and by the people. So for me to answer these questions would be me imposing my thoughts or my prejudices on the will of the people. I'm trying to put a little of it back on the people that are looking because it's their destiny. They've got to, they've got to take control. They want to learn how to, how to hold an assembly and, and get people together and do video podcasts and talk about it and read books and get educated and, and get on the solution page. You know, we're all here. Hi there, it's Jen calling from Southwest Wisconsin, 
a friend to the Republic and I'm sitting in my car seat here before going into the 501c3 church with which I have a, a relationship of dear, dear friends, although struggle a lot with uh, that piece. Um, Governor Henning has been a great inspiration. I've been listening to the calls for the last decade. I, I count Justice Waters and, and Governor Carpenter's as voices of comfort and wisdom. Um, the work that you've done across this decade, it may sometimes feel like you're not, that, that, that the, the reach isn't that far, but, but it's deep. There's still a lot of fear. Uh, it, I'll speak personally. I, you know, I, uh, I hesitate to, uh, put my name on a list. That's not uh, the strong sister believer that I've, I, I, I want to identify as. Um, the hurtlers have been, uh, again, great inspiration, deep friends, powerful elders, and I have accepted a role as the Secretary of State for the Free State of Wisconsin, although it's caught in the Senate and, and, and the House of Representatives, and I know there's a lot going on. I'm not pushing for it to, to go any faster because, frankly, I don't feel like I'm that, that crackerjack and administrator uh, or that I know all that much about a Secretary of State role. However, we do need to read these documents. We need to understand them, and I think it would be so helpful to put them uh, in an auditory form, I, I, I would speak them, and I have at times sat with documents because I too struggle to read at the computer. But if we could produce portions of this a, a bit at a time, so that the people can digest it and and sit with it, this is this is tough reading. This is a a formidable endeavor, and I'm at any rate thankful that you are. Uh, here on the airwaves tonight, and that I can hear you. Yeah, Jim, this is Dean. Uh, thank point, you. God, God bless you, sister, for coming on. And uh, it was wonderful to see you and your husband and uh, the young lady and their baby that you came for the face-to-face -face on October 1st. And thank you for your spirit. Yes, great momentum there, Governor. Great, great Amen. momentum. And and uh, when when we when we reach out as you did that day to a picnic table of folks on their motorbikes for the weekend. And we saw a Let's Go Brandon t-shirt. The doors open up, and we discover that the people are, in fact, with us. Uh, but it is hard to penetrate and get more than a handful of views or to get a YouTube video to go viral. Maybe we need resources who specialize in that search engine optimization stuff, Twitter and, and, and Facebook and, and YouTube. Um, we're going to get there. Uh, it, it's, it's coming. You know, we've been doing this 12 years. We volunteered our time. and. You know, we're struggling, too, financially, and I understand, and, and we pray for that, brother, and it seems like God always provides just enough. You know, we're never never hungry, that's for sure, and I'm thankful that our Father God provides for us under his grace. He's, um, he's, never, he's hey, never early, but he's never late. What if the people organized enough under law to be able to put the world on notice and then carry out through the years by educating the American people to the point of where we are today. And on the next election, you had a chance to go over to vote for a new government of foreign by the people based on the original Constitution, not the corporation that's un in control today. And Or you could get in that other line and go vote for the next international president of the United States. In the republic system, you'd be a paper ballot, and you'd put a red thumbprint on it. 
Do you think the American people might be interested in that scenario? I'm not sure exactly where you're going. So you wouldn't participate or go for a transitional election to get out of the corporation and into the constitutional republic? Am I, I reading you correctly, I, want, I, I have been telling people about the corporation and how we have to stop it. So answer I, my I don't, question. I guess, would you participate in a transitional sure election? Sure, sure. Sure, I would. Okay, sure, that's I would. a simple, that's let's, a simple let's, let's question. Have, let, where are you going to have this election? Well, we need people to hold it, don't we? That's my oath, to see the people get that chance. That's the only point that I've been given by the people I represent, is to get a lawful election going. Okay? That's what we're trying and to do, my, my authority lives there. So you want to participate or you want to find fault? Well, it's a government up how, for how by the people. It? So you're only one person. How, how are you going to do it? I, I, By getting your help, Sally, on rallying the American people to vote in the republic. We all got to work together to make that happen. We can't do it attacking each other. We've got to come to a common ground and say we've got to try this and go and run with it and, 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 and put our best efforts with God first and an honest effort. You know, trying to fix a corrupt system that's broken, that's made all deals with the devil across the board globally let alone in this country, is not going to fix it. It's satanity. We're repeating the same mistake over and over, voting on a corporate, corporate de facto president that's going to make us a bunch of promises that he's not going to keep. It's a waste of time. That's insane. Well, that's and, insane. and Joe, I would go back to, you were, on, you were listening a couple weeks ago, a week, actually a week ago, of the Convention of States. Now, we have this thing called a Constitution, and it does have Article 5 Convention of States. And if you really, if we could really do what it's supposed to do, we could take back our country through a convention of states. We could take back our country through actually applying the Constitution. But the, uh, the, the way we're doing it right now, we're, the, the, there's a group of people trying to do this convention of states, which will, I believe, destroy the destroy the Constitution. They'll put it through a shredder. So I don't want to come. Yeah, let me say, states. Sally. Sally, I agree with you on that, and I listened to your show last week. I, you let me come in and make a few comments too, and. Um, I believe Alex really nailed it, and and you were great hosting your show. I, I enjoyed it tremendously. Um, you're right. It's not about con conventions of states. Um, they'll use that to actually reverse what we do have going for us. They'll use it to take away the Second Amendment, actually. Um, so that is not the answer. Anyway, yes, united we stand, divided we fall. Our country is in turmoil. It's under attack. People need to understand that. Uh, the risk of a nuclear war, very much out there, but we are already under attack, and that was, COVID was all part of that attack. And we need to face the fact of that our country is being taken over, and it is up to the good people to come together and stand united. The, the sad part is we've got a lot of people who have a lot of different ideas, and we can't seem to totally bring the, the good people together. And this is, again, <clears throat> like it or not, Trump has been able to bring people together much more than people want. I would much rather these people be doing the same thing without Trump out there, but they are rallying him, and they are showing that people are coming together much more united. He has done something, whether people like it or not or, or want. I'm, I'm not saying I'm some big fan of his. I did not vote for him the first time, and I, um, I, but I did the second time. I, I don't know that I want him running in 2024, but we need to be able to take what he has done in bringing people together and somehow get the rest of us all together. There's more Americans who want to save this country than there are those who want to destroy it if we can figure a way to come together and work together. Well, that being said, uh, good conversation. Thank you for taking the call. And dear Lord, help us. God bless America. Again, with all due respect, Sally, uh, who, again, I love you. I heard your show, and, and I think you're great with your show. 
and you're on the same team. Um, we all do need to come together. But when Sally mentions the thing about Trump bringing people together, not only have I pointed out that that in itself could be nefarious in itself, right? Identify, get the get the conservatives and the Christians all, you know, so that because ultimately, center to right people, people that believe in the Second Amendment, the Constitution, they are the enemy and the blockade for a new world order, one world government. They're the obstacle. So what better plan than Trump get out there, baby, and bring them all, get them all out of the woodwork? What president ever did rallies all through his presidency? It was like almost scripted, get out there and rally them. We need to see who we're up against. How many are there? What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? What are their numbers? How many extremists can we pull out of there, you know, like with January 6th and with little psyops to get the FBI invading people that think that they're militia and they're going to come up against us? How many can we get? Help us, help us get those obstacles out of the way, Trump. I mean, actually, that's a good reason for him to rally people, considering that he also pushed the deadly vaccine and, again, filled his cabinet with New World Order people. So aside from that, we can say Trump rallied the people. We can say Obama <laughs> rallied the people. His first term, all of America, right? Oh, the first black president. But what good was he? He was a total disaster. So there's <laughs> always a nefarious agenda behind these selected presidents. If we don't go, look, that's why we have to, Somehow or another, this thing has to get to the point where what the republic stands for is the republic, the original constitution. You know, short of Jesus Christ coming back in the clouds of glory, which I'm all for it, I'm just approaching life as if we're supposed to be doing something. And since I'm approaching it like we need to be doing something, I'd be voting for somebody through the republic before I'm going to be voting for somebody in some rigged election that's on behalf of a corporation. So I yield. Thank you, Joe. You had a great show tonight. Appreciate you all. Thanks, James and and uh uh, Republic, Judge, love you guys. You all have a great night. God bless. Great show tonight, Joe. Thank you for uh, allowing us uh, the platform to reach out. I appreciate Sally and Mike and everyone that uh, that came. I miss hearing Sarge and, and Dr. Ventura and some of the people who used to come on. But uh, you know what? I know God's working in the background. And at the end of the day, it's our future individually as to what we want to do with it. And all patriotic Americans lean on the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And whether they realize it or not, that is the law form of the laws of nature and nature's God, as the Constitution and Bill of Rights des describes. So why people can't come together in the one thing that they agree on well, the churches have preached the rapture, so the rapture is going to happen, so I don't need to own it. That's where my future is. And, I, hey, if that happens, golden parachute, I'm in. And everybody's in for himself, you know. On the other hand, if it don't happen, you know, what does that picture look like? So does that mean we need to go unprepared? Then there are those that think that Donald Trump's the savior. And so they worship Donald Trump and Q and the White Hats and, you know, those people are just like the first group. They're looking for something to be given to them. At the cross, it was finished, and God said, I came to set man free. So, you know, it was done. Our liberty was given to us. It's who do we choose to serve? And there's two jurisdictions, man's jurisdictions and God's jurisdiction. And it's real simple, folks. If it ain't God's jurisdiction under common law, if it's man-made jurisdiction under UCC and corporate law, then it's real simple. You ought to be able to answer that question. So it's not hard. And if we just decided who we wanted to serve and came together so that we could organize and have a government up for by the people, a representative government, then we'd have what we all want. 
and we pick up from 1870, and we address it, and we build on it from there. In the meantime, our numbers get smaller and smaller because of death and war and COVID and all the other things that's going on in our world today. And it's time, folks, and this is our hill, and this is the hill we're going to pass on to posterity. And there is solutions. There are solutions in the works. All we got to do is take the first step and go and sign up for receive mail from the Republic and join in, donate your efforts, help us organize so that we can have and enjoy the freedom through transitional elections and a government of for and by the people. That's all we're trying to do tonight here. Been trying to do for decades. So join the fight. Welcome. This is your reality.